Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast. Vet Church interviews are authentic, sacred, and inspirational. Vet Church is open to anyone who appreciates the sacrifice made by the women and men who put on a uniform and served this great nation. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com. Okay, Vet Church, I'm uh, beside the road here with an old chaplain buddy, John C. Carey. Yes. And uh, we worked together at Walter Reed. And um, I was really excited about doing this interview, being back at Fort Campbell. You retired out of Fort Campbell. I did. I did. Um, 31, 31 December 2016. Cool. Now, how many years did you do? Well, let's see. Um, 22 Over 22 years active duty, 30 years federal service all told, uh, about 17 as a chaplain. It's a lot, man. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I, I did my whole 12 and a half. <laughs> well, and you met me kind of, you met me after my first tour to Afghanistan where we, we were working at Walter Reed and we were going through a program to make you a better chaplain. That's right. And the biggest thing they did to make you a better chaplain was put you in a room with other chaplains and, and you learn that you're not alone. And that's, it's kind of what we're doing here with Vet Church. That's, that's the same reason we do these interviews because here's another chaplain who's also struggled about stuff too. And he's been in the fight who loves, you love Christ. Amen. And you're that's just right. coming from the gym. Yeah. You're, you, you, you're not medically retired in Lord's gym. So anyway, go that, ahead. there you go. <laughs> but, but you're, you're the guy that I remember you would come into work with that rucksack on because you were going to stay fit to fight. And, you know, as they would yeah. say, you're in the military, you're supposed to be in the military. Yeah. So you would lose weight and you would stay, you know, the good old days, the going. <laughs> well, I mean, that's it. You know, and, and I'm just, I'm John, I'm glad you're here with us Thank now. You, um, See, you, 2016, what's it been like for you? I can only talk for myself, and we used to do what was called verbatims at uh, clinical pastoral education. And uh, I, I remember this guy saying, we would talk about things like, uh, you should do this, they should do that. And uh, Matt would say things, don't, don't should on me. So I can only, in my experience, I can only, I learned, I learned that in the verbatims, I can only speak for myself. But I, but I do know for a fact a lot of veterans like myself, uh, they do struggle once they, once they leave the Army. After you've been part of something, which we've heard time and again, that's bigger than yourself, greater than yourself, and you're used to that camaraderie, whether you're out in the middle of nowhere in the sands, uh, in the desert, you're out in a field problem, uh, you're, you're, you're back in a base, you're sharing those experiences together. If you're away from your family, you're, you're sharing those experiences together. All of a sudden, as of 31 December 2016, you know, retirement ceremony, veteran, the whole nine yards, that's nice, but no longer apart, no longer apart. And uh, yeah, I've struggled with that. A lot of veterans, a lot of veterans do, do struggle with that. They struggle with that yes, yet today. But I could tell you my faith in Jesus Christ, my love for the Lord, my love for my wife, Lynn, uh, we're going on 30 years of marriage as of next May. Woohoo! 
That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> More on her part putting up with me all those years. Um, Say it isn't so. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. I'm a gift to be around, right? Anyway, my, my, my love for my sons, Will, who uh, when we were together, he was in ROTC. He's now Will Carey and his wife, Kristen. He is a captain uh, in air defense artillery, currently the captain's career course in Fort Sill, uh, Oklahoma. He'll be going to Fort Bliss, Texas for his first duty station uh, for his next. They love that because that's air defense artillery and they're kind of limited to where they could go. But my grandson, uh, Samuel Robert Carey, uh, my first grandson, God has blessed. My, my youngest son, Bobby Carey, graduated Austin P. State University, deciding what he wants to do, 25. Both, both of my sons, smart as all, get out, intelligent. My daughter-in-law, thank, thank God for, for women like my wife who made them that way. They'd be over here breaking rock, I don't know, off, off the side of the interstate if they had gotten my intelligence, I'm sure. But God's really been good. And the thing that, that I remember is uh, Proverbs 3, verses 5, 6, which I shared with many soldiers and veterans through, through good times and mostly difficult times. It really came back to me many times over. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, acknowledge Christ, and He will direct your paths. He will direct your path. He will make your road straight. He will make it work out. This guy's been. This guy is being a blessing, reaching out uh, to fellow veterans. I'm just thankful to get to get with them again. First time I've seen these guys in uh, seven years, it and it's it a blessing. Been, yeah. It just the years kind of melt away. Unfortunately, the pounds don't melt away like the years could melt away. You I'm know. struggling too, man. I just wore the loose shirts. <laughs> I well, wore this to the gym, I, so anyway. So let me ask for for. For everybody is struggling. Yes. You were so good at self-care. This is one of the things I've remembered about you my whole life. And, and it's what I started picking up on with the self-care piece with you was you liked baseball. And I kept thinking, oh, this is just a waste of time. But it wasn't. You had fun. And you were taking care of yourself just like you go to the gym. I'm looking at you right now. You're just coming back from the gym. You're working out. You're doing what you can and you just flew in last night, you said, and then bam, back in the gym today. And it's like, I struggle, I still struggle there, John. Tell me what you do. Why is self-care so important? How did this happen in your life? That's a good question. That's a loaded question. Uh, let me break that down a little bit more. I'm sorry. So I've seen Slow. you, I've seen you care, for, your, up here. care for the physical, Yes. And you care for your spiritual Absolutely. and you've cared for your family. I've seen you go to bat for the family. The group, of, I remember when we were working together at Walter Reed, we were kind of being abused because we were the new guys. You all know how that is. And uh, you went to bat for all of us because you said, this is not right. It's not good self-care yeah. for us. You can't be doing that. And, and you went to bat and as a warrior. And I thought to myself, here's a guy that has, you're doing it on many fronts. You're watching baseball yeah. so you can have enjoyment. You you spend a lot of time praying. You read mm -hmm. your Bible. You 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 volunteered to preach when other people didn't want to. Mm -hmm. You went and saw people and you would sit by their beds and care for them. And you loved folks. And I and I saw you do the same thing with your family. Yeah. I remember one day you didn't show up to work. And and somebody said, Well, yeah, John called in because something went up with his wife. 
And I was like, well, my wife, you know, Kate would have just been by herself. Yeah. And 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 then like the next week, you were like, no, families has to be important. One of you guys could have covered, and we did. Yeah. He's like, why don't you think like that more? Put your family where it's supposed to be in perspective. Well, how many stories do you hear of where there are chaplains, there are pastors, or it could be from other works of life, where they're out helping so many other people and their families suffer? I mean, what good does it do me as a chaplain, as a pastor, as a preacher, uh, to take care of other families and then fail by my own? And I'm by no stretch of the imagination. I'm far from perfect. You know, I mean, Christ covers a multitude of my sins and shortcomings from years gone by. But you have to, uh, you have to be genuine in, in reaching out to them. You don't, you don't lose your family for the sake of reaching someone else. You, you can't. I mean, yeah, there are those who can. Actually, that, that is a possibility. That has happened. You can decide yeah. to do that. And that's the saddest story when you see many a preacher or a chaplain, someone in, a, in another walk of life, or regardless of job, lose their own family, their own loved ones, because they lose sight of what God's blessed them with. The Army, they put me, you know, when it's, they said it was time for me to retire, that's fine. My Army job, my career was done. It was taking care of my family, and I'm still working at getting better at that. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm far see, from perfect. So you've talked about area. family. Yes. Tell me about your spiritual life. How do you do the self-care there? The spiritual life, too. okay. Well, you know, there there is reading scripture. There's doing a lot of praying. I've done that on walks. Uh, I had to turn down a, a ministry opportunity a few months ago that it made perfectly good sense to turn it down because it would have taken me away from home. Uh, but there was a lot of praying that went with that. There was a lot of listening to scripture. I've got, uh, you know, there's a, on, online, there's a, um, it's called One Place or something, where you can hear a lot of different preachers uh, offer, you know, offer sermons. And I was listening to a lot of that, to, to my own brother's uh, a podcast off of his sermons. Just going back, getting into God's word, just being reminded that we're not alone. We're not alone. And it's easy for those in the ministry, at least speaking for myself, to say, hey, we could be alone. Veterans out there, you guys, there are so many opportunities out there for you. You, you, you Don't be an island. You know, don't be a stranger. Reach out, reach out to guys like Matt. Reach out to guys like your pastor, to retired chaplains if you're in touch with them. You know, let, let God help you through whatever, whatever you're going through. You served a cause, as we said, greater than ourselves. You've served a cause. You've made a difference in this nation. It's Don't true. suffer in silence. Let folks help you. That could be through scripture, that could be through talking through someone. You know, Christ has never let me down. Whatever I've gone through in this life, I don't know if I'm saying basically what you, you know, uh, I hope this is resonating with you. I can say for a fact, chaplains struggle oh, yeah. when they retire. Chaplains struggle. You know, there's still, for me, there's that ministry in waiting on God's time and in His pay, His place, in His time and in His purpose, He's got something out for there for me. And I'm just holding on to that because, because the Bible says, He who is, he is faithful who is promised. And, and the wait, like yeah. Tom Petty said, is the hardest part. The wait is the hardest part. The wait, the, the patience is just has to be there. But you know, who hasn't done it? 
Yeah. Who hasn't done it in the scripture from from Paul? Paul did a lot of waiting. You know, Paul suffered a lot more than 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 you and I will ever imagine. You know, but his words just resonate. His faithfulness. Uh, he did not shudder in his faithfulness to the Lord, and Christ certainly did not sh- did not let us down in his faithfulness and in his love. Well, in his brokenness, yeah. we're healed. He the, exactly. I mean, so maybe so maybe pain and all that stuff that we actually go through that doesn't look so pretty. Yeah, it's really about growth for others uh-huh. and for ourselves. That's right. That's right. One thing I want to show you about this shirt. It's kind of it's not it's a newer shirt, but it's been around a few years. You see at the Lord's Lord's Gym, it says bench press this, sins of the world. And then on the very back, instead of no pain, no gain. His pain, your gain. His pain, your gain. He suffered so that we may live. Because pain's real. It is. It is. So Absolutely. another part of self-care yeah. is the baseball. Talk to us about baseball for a minute. I know you love baseball. I love baseball. I loved it more in the past. I, I, I still do. I still do. I'm still an old Reds fan. Uh, they're struggling a little bit these days. I try to get down to see a game in Cincinnati once a year or something like that. It's not as great as it was when I, when I grew up listening to people like Marty Brenneman on the Reds radio, looking at Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, Joe Morgan, Tony Perez. We always... You know, but but I still love it. There's still there's something about it that that was important to me growing up. So I'll still listen to a few games here or there. So you you I prefer don't to play listen it. or watch? I don't play it so much. I listen to it more because um, the network, the TV. I don't watch so much TV anymore. I, I, I listen. I will I will watch old movies on Netflix or something. I'm not talking 1980s, 1970s movies. 50s. I'll find movies in the 40s and the 50s. (laughs) Turner Classic Movies. I wish they would have a better. But I mean, but I enjoy that. I'll listen to sermons. I'll listen to different things on my uh, my phone. I'll do that tonight when I'm walking a dog. Great exercise. I noticed you had your headphones when you came in from the gym. Yeah, sorry about that, yep. No, I mean, sorry man, that's how we live. You know, I um, I did a vet church interview with Bob Browning, uh, two tours Vietnam, retired Colonel Marines, wow. and um, and I think he was enlisted in the first tour. So like he wow. he he knew what he was getting into he when he around. went back. Yeah, yeah. right. And um, he's what is he seventy something, seventy something years old. He comes to do the vet church interview straight out of the gym. <laughs> 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 but I you know like that was, it's hard sometimes to have fun, John. And when we were at Walter Reed, I'd just come back from Afghanistan, and I was a little bit jaded. Not that I'm not anymore, <laughs> no. but uh, I mean, I still struggle having fun. It's like you, you were talking to us, you know, the, the sound of the generator in the back, Kate might turn around the car, the thing before we're done, just to show you all the, the setup, because we got the air conditioning in there so the dogs can yeah. be, because we're on the road, we're camping in a minivan. And we're trying to have fun. Like I'm trying to have fun again and not do everything business. And and sometimes after you've been in something as big as the military where everything is important. Yes. You realize that maybe the most important thing is to do what we did before we came out here is we just sat in the Burger King and had some fries and some dad sauce and, and, fellowship. and, and fellowship and talked for a few minutes. And yeah. that's like, I, I found myself really enjoying just being with a, a man that I've respected. Thank and you, when Pat. I was a captain, if I could say this, when I was a captain, 
John was a major. And, it, and at times, there's a, that's, the, that's the difference between an officer and a field-grade officer. And in the old days, you had to be a field-grade officer to retire unless you got hurt like I did. Yeah. I mean, I, if you meet another captain who's retired or a lieutenant who's retired, it's because we got hurt. And I didn't know that until Walter Reed. But there were times when, like, the higher-ups would come down and, like, you know, well, you captains, go do this, you know. And you stood up for me a couple times. And I thought to myself, now, that's the way you use power. You take power and, and, and you take the whole authority of that power and you stand up for the people that don't have a voice. Well, I like to think there's times I definitely made a, made a good move. I won't say I was always, it was always the smartest move. I was, I was happy to be a good influence as long as I could be. But it was just an honor working with Matt and with so many others. You know, I remember I would get on you because you would call me sir. And I said, my name in the class, my name is John. Then you, you're smart like started calling me Sir John. Sir John. <laughs> I now remember that. You know. It's come, that comes out of just, And he was just messing with me. So next thing you know, I would get on him and say, well, you remind me of Kramer, you know, from, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and he would have a great impersonation. We had such a wonderful time there. Through the verbatims, you could, you know, through the classes, you could get half mad at somebody about something, disagree with them, but we never kept the frustration. Yeah. You know, it was never a, oh, this is personal, I really have a problem. He might say something, I might say something in the case of, uh, in the matter of a case and disagreeing, because that's what the instructors wanted. Basically, well, they like seeing when, that little tension. But when all was said and done, we'd shake hands. Hey, man, you know, it's nothing personal. Hey, we know. And and to this day, when there's something when there when I'm struggling with something, more often than not, I'll think the words "good times." <laughs> that guy gave the. I got this from Matt when we would be going through some frustrating moment or something working too many hours, what have you, and he would just kick back and say, good times. Good times. And the rest of us would just laugh. Myself, Paul Anderson, I can't remember all the guys' hey, names. I doing a Vet Church interview with Paul Anderson on October. on October 30th, I think. 30 or 31st. It's, I can't believe it. We'll say, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Kurt. Well, the two doctors will be able to talk because well, both you and Paul. He finished it too? Yes, he got his doctorate, I saw that. Well, when you see him, tell him, ask him, you know, give him a hard time for me. Last time I saw him, he had the big Fu Manchu on that. That's right, I, he I did. shaved. I had something, but it was, yeah, you know, I had something. I got tired of looking at it, but anyway. So um, for all y'all here is talking about this class we were in, it was called Clinical Pastoral Education. Education. And you can look it up, it's A-C-P-E. And when, we, when John's talking about these verbatims, it was a way to have, for everybody in the group to take a good look at your personal work, you had to write all this stuff out, and then you had to make copies and pass it out and read it out loud. Yeah, based we, on a patient that you would deal with. Yeah, and so week. you didn't use their name. Yes. But it, yeah. you had to use a real life thing. And you would write a script out as remembering as, Much as, as best you yeah. could a certain conversation or something. And it was tough too because that made that gave other people ammunition to be like, why'd you do this? Why oh, yeah. did you do that? Oh. Constructive criticism. Well, I don't know if it I don't know if it always turned into that more like just like good land. Well I remembered I did remember something with you. I think it was with you 
somebody else was sharing their verbatim and uh, a, a soldier who had come back from Afghanistan was sharing how he lost a limb, things were not looking well with his wife, so really just just a life of Job, if you will, for lack of a better term. And this guy basically, well, you know, God loves you, and can we pray? And the guy left the room, and this was very early in our class, and I believe it was Matt who, who shared this observation, because everybody would share their observations. And he looked at this chaplain and said, so, he, so basically you ignored all the pain that he went through, but you made sure to pray before he left. How Christ-like. And yes, yes, the sarcasm was dripping more than the little bit of rainfall right now. And people, yeah, it was one of the, thankfully I was not the one who shared that kind of verbatim because <laughs> I, I was, was bothered <laughs> by it too. But uh, needless to say, that opened up a lot of very interesting conversations. Then we would just push each other's buttons. But in the end, we were all there supporting one another, praying for one another. I think we had a very we had a very close class. There was nobody nobody that I know of that stood out as trying to be a part uh, yeah, from what we together. had to share. And uh, you know, God just really blessed us all through that. And in fact, uh, a couple year, about a year later, I would be on the the uh, I wouldn't be at the receiving end of the people came in from Afghanistan, but we were on the the sending end. And I was task force med uh, chaplain and saw a lot of people, broken bodies, that we were sending toward Walter Reed, toward, out of, toward uh, Longstreet, out of Bagram. Out of Bagram. Out of, ba out of Bagram and throughout Were you at that little hospital right there where we pulled in? The Roller Roll 3? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I well, I worked there, there but I flew, around. To go see I flew around quite a few times, too, for yeah. the smaller places. Did you go to Jalalabad? Yes. That's, I was a chaplain there for a year. Yeah. What a wow. crazy place. It was a crazy place. That's the thing, though. You see those things, and you veterans, as you hear this, and I... I know I may be a little long-winded. I apologize. Oh, this is what it's about. We've you, had people talk two and a half hours, John. Okay, <laughs> it's it's bad church. <laughs> you get you you get to the point where it's like, you know, I don't I, I don't think I would want to go go through this again or do this again, and yet there's a camaraderie to it. There's 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 good memories. There's things to hang on to. That hey, when it, when the going was tough, shared it with somebody else. And yeah. again, hey. It, to me, the ministry, it comes back to Christ. Everything you and I have ever gone through will never be what, will never be, not downplaying what we went through, but it'll never, you can't compare it to what Christ went through. He died for everyone. He took this pain and suffering for everyone. Well, and, and that whole idea yeah. that everybody is made in the image of God, male, female, all in the image of God, mm -hmm. It's mind-boggling to think that God knows this, yeah. looks down, says, oh my goodness, it's a mess. Head on down there <laughs> yeah. and die on a cross. It's almost an absurd story. You know, I, I was out last summer and somebody said, you can't prove it, you can't prove it. And I was like, you're right. I can't prove it. I can point to you. The, look at those trees. They're beautiful. Look at this. It's, it's gorgeous. And if you can't see the glory of God, you can't see it. Mm -hmm. But I can't prove it. It's called faith. I totally believe it. Amen. And, and, it, and if Christ didn't rise from the dead and do this number right here, 
then everything I've done is absurd. Too many lives have changed. Too much has happened throughout history for the good that has reached far too many people, has, has changed it for, for, for the story to be false. It happened. Christ lived. He died. He I rose really again on the third day. He's the Son of God. He's not somebody, I mean, you can go through time and again. And again, if you have any questions and you see this, go talk to a pastor. Go talk to some, you know. There's hundreds of churches all over America. Yeah. And you know what's weird? What's that? It's our churches. You know, we did, we did, we started doing vet church because I couldn't get out of the house. Yeah. And, and, and I was just playing music mm -hmm. and people kept calling me chaplain. I kept saying, no, it's Matt. It's Matt. <laughs> okay, chaplain. <laughs> like, it's like, ah. And then I felt so worthless. I felt like I didn't matter. Like there were so many stains. I, I'm vulgar. I've, I mean, y'all have heard me be vulgar. I mean, I, I'm not clean and I didn't fit in. And even in my own hometown, at that point, at that point, I didn't feel comfortable sitting in a church at all. Yeah. And I mean, there's still times when I'll go sit in a church and I have to get up and leave. Because <laughs> I just, it's something, I don't know. But what I found was this isn't a replacement for church. This is just looking at people's stories and going, our stories are valuable. Mm -hmm. There's sacredness to it. There's sacredness to this story. In every detail, we may not have it all down, but what we have down is the fact that that it's real. Yeah, it's real. And, and and like John says, there's churches all over the place. Oh, you know that reminded me of something else too. You said about prayer. I I told everybody I was going to do this thing on Sunday where we started praying on on Tuesday. What day is it today? Thursday, Wednesday, Wednesday. And I realized this morning it's yeah. Wednesday, not Tuesday. Yeah. And my friend Jen, who, who, you know, she takes time off from, she's a pastor in Maryland. Mm -hmm. She prays every Tuesday. She does this thing online. And I was going to tag a thing. And so I apologize to everybody on Vet Church. But tell me something, John. You brought up prayer. Yeah. People have called me and asked me to pray. I can't pray for everything. Mm -hmm. But what I figured out is that we can, you know, have prayer warriors on here and just tell people. I, I don't even know if I like that word, prayer warriors, because it's definitely we're in a battle against evil. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, 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 it's almost it's like you can war. sit. It we, is. We win, but it's still war. It's almost like you can sit in your chair, though. Like, yeah. We need like armchair words. We need people that will just be calm uh -huh. and pray for folks. Because there's there's folks in a hospital today. There's folks that are hurting. There's children in NICUs. There's there's other veterans who are struggling to see self worth. Yeah. And and there's guys like you and I who have. I've got to care for Kate here to some degree and she's got to care for me and I got to be a decent husband and it's not easy mm -hmm. it's not easy being decent to myself like the whole self-care thing that I really wanted to talk to you about yeah and I'm, I'm glad you share that with us because it's like it's so hard sometimes and I need people to pray for me you got people praying for you I do I do and it is so vital to have let, let me tell you something if you're if you're really uncomfortable I would still I would still encourage you, if you can, if you can, to please find a good Bible-believing, Christ-centered church, because people out there do want to love you, do want to care for you. There are people out there who will not take advantage of you. Now, now, be careful about the churches you find. Look into it for yourself, but ask yourself, is the Bible preached? Is Christ the center of the church? Not the pastor, 
not the people, not something apart from the Bible, but is, is, is Christ honored and worshiped at that church. There's people that really want to reach out and really want to care for you. There are people who would, there are others that would take advantage of you, but I'm telling you, there are, there are Christ-like men and women who really, really want to help you, especially there's a lot more of a, uh, a sincere respect and dedication to those who have worn the uniform, active duty and veteran. They are out there and they want to do more to help. What's the church right here in Clarksville you were talking about? The church off, of, it's, it's off of exit four. It's, it's So they care for veterans a lot. There's a yes. lot of veterans there. Yes, it's called the 180 Church. It's off of uh, exit four. Uh, I can't remember, going down I-24 here. Um, <laughs> like, like you're going toward Fort Campbell and you turn off of exit four, you take a left, go over the overpass, you're about a mile on your right. It's called 180 Church. And it's 184. Is that exit Baptist one Church. or exit four? I think it's exit one. Because it's past you by are where right. the, the movie theater is. That's where my brother-in-law used to live down Sorry. there. Sorry. Cut. No, not <laughs> cut. Uh, exit one. Thank you. That, I, I just had a senior moment. You have to excuse me on that one. New granddad and all that stuff. But uh, thank you for correcting me. You don't look old enough to be a granddad. Me. I'm a granddad. Trust oh me. I feel it. But, uh, but yeah, they're, they're out there. They, they are out there. Well, and it's, it, you know, like, the virtual's good. Mm -hmm. But this right here means all is the better. Because you're with somebody. Mm -hmm. It's like somebody can look at you and, and care for you and see your facial expressions. Doing a text, yeah. I don't know what you're feeling. Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you need to send a text because you need clarity of Absolutely. what you're saying. Absolutely. And sometimes you can't talk or whatever. But, but a real life, it can't just be on here and on, on, on the podcast. These are great tools to mm -hmm. help us. Because, I mean, like, I'm talking in churches now. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing communion in a church now. Yeah. Not just here. Three, three times this month I'll be in different churches. I never dreamt that I would do that again. I thought it was over. But it was people that came up and in the flesh mm -hmm. cared for me. God, when... when when God's through with you, it'll be time for you to go home. And that'll be, that'll be, folks, that'll be on his, that'll be his calling. That'll be his calling. I have done, I have taught, been blessed with it. You know, no doubt the same thing. I work with, as a family life chaplain, so many suicide prevention programs and intervention programs. Folks, nothing, nothing in life uh, makes it worth taking your own life. Your life is too vital. God has too much planned for you. To, to take yourself out, to, to make such a tra tragic choice for something you could be going through momentary, making an eternal decision, Yep, that's tragic. You know, that's where people are. I mean, speaking for myself, I've never faced that. I faced some depression in getting out of the Army. And... Uh, but God would put somebody at just the right point, just the right time throughout my career and even now, when somebody would come up and say, you know, chaplain, I remember when you helped me through this situation and I just thank God for you. God would send at just the right time to pick my spirits up, to pick my spirits up. Would use me to do the same. Brother Matt here, this guy is such a blessing. 
you know, just to say, hey, I want to get with you, I want to meet with you. That said a lot to me, means a lot to me. I think it means a lot to him. It does, it does. Man. And, uh, well, it, it's like. But it's face to face, it's person to person. You got people out there, flesh and blood, yeah. who can, who could, who can shake your hand, who could, who could put their hand on your shoulder, who can pray with you in a moment of need. You know, it's just. I, I was thinking about something we said in here at the table. Yeah. Um, and, and this, it come, hits home. I mean, like, I felt suicidal. I was on all those meds, and it was too much. You know, it's like the doc told me. He said, you have to listen to me and get, and get off of this stuff. You know, as a doctor, you know, I didn't just make that up. And you didn't just stop that stuff overnight either, mm-hmm. you know. And um, about that time that I was getting a little bit before, eh, I was going through it. One of my best friends killed himself. Yeah. And, uh, and in fact, Paul Anderson came down and prayed for me the next day. It was weird. He was in the area. He, wow. he drove... Well, he wasn't in there. He drove six, seven hours to that airport to skip another airport just to come see me and pray wow. with me. And it really wound that up to be like, like that. It was. And, um, but, but I was thinking about us sitting in there at the table and we're talking about when you're stuck. And when you realize you're stuck, you still have to be the one that moves. I still had to make a decision to listen to the doctor, to listen to the people around me, to hear people keep saying, you're a chaplain. You're my chaplain. You were my chaplain. I had to quit saying, okay, call me Matt. I, Take I, the chaplain. You earned it. That's what I, well, and it's when I knelt down and was ordained, I am God a chaplain. You, and, right. and I love the hat. You said, until you're dead, you keep going. Mm-hmm. And, and that, I thought, you know, I really thought before all this happened to me that I would do 25, 26, 20. My dad did 29 years. Yeah. I was going to, you know, do several years in the military. I was going to retire. I was going to have this great little place and just fish every day. And and I retired. And with Medicare and Social Security or whatever it was that I was on, it was like 40,000 a year. And I got yeah. off all the Social Security and dropped it over <laughs> half or like 20,000 now or something. Sure. Um, which means I have to get out here and play the guitar and do, <laughs> do some work. But uh, what I realized was I had to do I couldn't just sit back and let others do for me. No. They couldn't. They didn't save my life. I'm not. We're not saving anybody else. We're encouraging them to get up and go do something. That's right. They have to go to the. If they're going to find any value in any church, they got to go out there and find it. It's just like you said. Question it. Think about it. And, yeah. And it, we're not here because these are two guys that have it together. You just said you struggle with some depression. Sure. I mean. You've only been out a year and so, and it's like, well, I don't know how I'm on my fifth year. It was a mess. This guy told me once, he said, Johnny said, you make it to your fifth year. He said, it's kind of like a cycle. You almost crash all over again just that time you start to think you get it together. It's been a little weird. I've I've had these ups and these downs, and, and I'm here to tell you, I'm glad I'm doing what I'm doing now. You know, this doesn't earn money. I, I get to go play guitar several times. Yeah. And, and, and sometimes people buy some CDs, and that's great stuff. <laughs> and, and, you know, we're fortunate in that we've got this equipment where we can reach out and touch other people mm-hmm. who are sit, sitting at home right now, who are hurting, who are struggling, who, who don't realize that they're in a spiritual battle. 
and, and it's a spiritual battle for their soul. I mean, Satan wants you to be depressed. Satan wants PTSD to take over. Satan wants your moral injury to just bog you down and never take you anywhere where you can never move again. That's right. And, and it's, it's all straight from the pit of hell, and it's a yeah. crock of shit. Christ died for us. And, the, and Satan wants you to get mogged down in these lies, pure lies. Well, and that's the thing. He loses. Because the Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And Satan... That's it, Satan, man! Satan, Satan loses. He's lost. He's going to lose. He's going to lose throughout all eternity. He cannot be in every place at the same time like, like our Lord can. Our Lord is a victor over the grave. That's our right. Lord is a victor over Satan. Our Lord is the victor. And, and, and those who are in Christ Jesus are going to be victorious with him. And no and, amount of depression or PTSD or anxiety, none of that is greater than Christ. That's right. That's right. Nothing will separate us from the love of Christ. Nothing. And that includes PTSD. That, but those, those things are still real. You still need to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. You still need, you know, I could be a pastor preaching, but that could be a counselor that you see that, that, that'll talk with you, that you can share what you're going through. And it's please true. know that I know, I speak for myself, and I know this guy without a doubt, praying for so many out there right now, praying for you as you, as you deal with this, as you deal with the everyday, the frustrations, uh, the wondering, are you gonna find something that ever means so much again? God wants you to live what's called the abundant life. And the abundant life that comes from Him. And I'm telling you, if you just give it, if you just give it a chance and you just believe and you trust in Him and you believe and you let you you reach out to friends and you reach out to a local church and you realize it doesn't want it doesn't want you to suffer this by Sorry. yourself. You need not, as the old saying goes, you need not suffer in silence in what you're going through. But that takes an effort on yourself to make that step. And yes, we can call it a step of faith. A step of faith that God's gonna see you through. A step of faith that a friend, that a veteran friend, that somebody can help you out with the next day and the next day. A step of faith and love and, and a wife and, and a spouse. Your wife here, faithful, loving wife who is filming this right now, who's <laughs> by your side, who's put up with your sorry self all these years. She has too. My wife for 30 plus years, but blessed beyond what I could ever, ever possibly imagine, what I've ever could have imagined years ago. God has been there. And so even in the midst of some struggles and you know other things right now, the Lord is saying, I'm with you even in those times. Through the thick and the thin, through the, through the healthy part, through the sick part, He is there in the midst of it. And He's there for you. And this guy is there for you. And we're here. We're praying you for you. Well, and, and the other thing I want to hit real quick. Sure. Just so you all know. This is your car? Yeah. That was my son's car, but yeah. Johnny ain't driving no Cadillac. I got the minivan. Kate's going to pan through it. Abundant life has got nothing to do with the stuff that you have. It has everything to do with the relationships that you're in and the love that you get to receive and you get to give. That's the abundant life. It's all about love. It's all about love and it's all about what's here, not what's in here, okay? Uh, there were stories not very long ago 
a guy who was a chef in New York City, and a lady who was dabbling in clothes. Both of them mega wealthy, no issues whatsoever. They both took their lives. How many, how many movie stars, yep. uh, athletes, musicians, uh, it, it got to be too much for them. It doesn't matter what you drive. You know, I, I saw something, my sister-in-law, uh, she, she had, you know, and her and her husband, my, uh, her, my brother, have, have been in the ministry, you know, well over 20 years. And, you know, if, if she was talking about her kids and there was a sticker that said, it doesn't matter, no one's gonna care in 100 years what you drove or what you wear, or what you wore, or what you had to eat that evening. What the, what, all that's gonna matter is what difference you made in the life of your children and in those in lives you had a chance to teach. And it, it, it's like the old song, the, the, the spiritual song. It matters so little how much you may own, the places you've been, or the people you've known, for it all comes to nothing when placed at God's feet. It's nothing to Jesus, just memories to keep. Only one life, so soon it will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. Only one chance to do His will, so give to Jesus all your days. It's the only life that pays when you recall you have but one life. All Him. All Him. Yeah, I mean, and He it, makes all the difference. It, it, I, you know, and I love how music keeps popping up in my world. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thank you for doing this with thank us. Thank you, pal. Appreciate you, brother. Um. You know, when you, 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 you run into folks you served with, yeah, it's just awesome, man. It and is. Like, <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you for doing this, Vet Church. Thank you all for kicking in. We're capturing it all. It's going to go on the podcast. We got real mics. It'll sound a little better. I know you've had a lot of stuff in the background. I'll take some of that out on the mic. Y'all remember to question to think, have fun, and love one another. Amen. Hey, Kate, just pat, pan through and show the show the setup. The dogs are in there with the air conditioning unit. I don't know you if y'all can say, see remember it. Pro, you ever said Prodeo Patria? No, I've never said it. <laughs> Prodeo Chap, Patria. Chaplain's motto, Prodeo Patria, for God and country. That's it. Got two faithful chaplains, a real brother here on my left. So God bless you, folks. Love y'all. Did you pan through? Oh, there it goes. Honda generator running in the background. <laughs> okay, good times. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church interview. Your feedback is welcome. Find out more at vetchurch.com or retiredarmychaplain.com.